happy Wednesday, everybody, and happy Who Actually Knows Podcast Day. I am welcoming back Mitzi Harris for part two of, honestly, diving into her brain. And I'm so excited. The first part of the episode, or her first part, her first episode on here was amazing. And if you guys listen to her advice. She has a lot of different life experiences and really great advice on trusting yourself and making changes in your life that will benefit you. And she talks about the reality of it being scary and you're going to evolve and you're going to change, but really just trust the process. And today we're welcoming her back and we're going to talk about a book. And I have not read this book just to give you all a little bit of an intro, but it is called The Artist's Way. And when I first met Mitzi, she was talking about this book and how it really spoke to her. And it is now on my reading list. But going in blind, we're going to ask her questions. She's going to dive into it. And hopefully it will inspire you and myself to finish it. Um, Even before this podcast episode, I was on TikTok and I searched The Artist's Way. And everyone talks about how it has totally changed their life. And so if you're looking for a good book, tune into this episode and we will get started. So, Mitzi, The Artist's Way. Yes. When did you first read the book? Um, And also, what is the book all about? If you could summarize it. I think I first read the book in 2020, right after I started at Crown Affair, my first um, job out of school because our founder was like oh I do these morning pages every morning and and in my mind I was like is she reading the newspaper every morning like what what is a morning page and then we talked about it more and it was an element of this book the artist's way and it sounded like something that I would love and that I really needed coming out of school and trying to find my way so the book is basically this 12-week creative recovery program that this woman wrote and each week has a different theme So throughout the book, you're supposed to write three pages of just flow state first thing in the morning, um, journaling. What does flow state mean? Flow state, I think, is just like, I I don't even know if that's what she calls it, but it's basically like in the flow, just like writing anything that comes to mind. And I think what she said, I haven't read it in a little bit, so it's become like my version of the artist's way, but I think what she originally prescribes is to write it first thing in the morning before you do anything else. And it basically is supposed to clear your mind of anything else. Um, And throughout this process of writing every single day, you sort of unlock these elements of your subconscious mind that really does happen. Like, I don't know. So I tried to be consistent about the morning pages. And I will also be honest about the fact that I started this book multiple times Mm -hmm. and found that I needed like a few weeks of reading week one and not doing it consistently to push me into doing this. But once I really started taking off with following her guidelines and journaling every day, there were there were distinct times I re- remember writing things that I didn't even know I was thinking. Wow. And one of those things was that I think I needed to go sober. And that was this crazy breakthrough where I was like, okay, I'm journaling, journaling, journaling. And then suddenly I write something and literally I drop my pen and I was like, that is really weird. And that must be what she's talking about, which Mm -hmm. is like the more you just get things out of your mind and clear that space, the more you're able to actually find 
these little bits of yourself that are buried somewhere within you that really need to come out. So it was really crazy. And the more that things started to happen like that, the more I was like, okay, this process really works. And I love doing it. Like I love having these little nuggets like surprises just pop out yeah, of my that, writing it's so cool that that is crazy like unlocking your subconscious mind yes and your thoughts totally and, and you, you like can. yeah totally you like wow. merge what you think with like what is actually happening inside of you it's yeah really, it's so really the cool. book is 12 weeks you said yes okay and it is like a book slash workbook Yes, exactly. So basically there's like a chapter and you read a little bit about whatever the theme of that week is. And then I think you're supposed to do it like the same day of each week. And then at the end of each chapter, there are all these prompts that are specific to that week's theme. And I'm trying to remember some of them, but but one might be like make a list of all the things you wanted to be as a kid. And it'd be like astronaut or like I wanted to be Mickey Mouse's maid. So I was like writing oh. about wanting to be Mickey Mouse's maid and like <laughs> like all these different things that I wanted to do. And um, I didn't want to be an astronaut. That was just the first thing that came to my mind. Mickey but Mouse's yeah. maid is what she wanted to be. <laughs> Literally. She like, was hiding it. <laughs> it's like famous in my family. Because That's hilarious. <laughs> because I know. Um, it was fun. And I do love Disney. But um, it was a circle. At four years old, I came up with that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, did Mickey Mouse even have a maid in any of the movies? I don't actually know, but where it came from is I had gone to Disney World with my dad. We went on father-daughter trips every year to Disney because I was obsessed. And when I was four, that was the first one that we went on, and we were at his house in Toontown. And there were... There were Toontown, USA. There were all these different rooms in his house that you could, like, peek into but not go into, but I noticed that there were gates... And, like, all I wanted to do was, like, organize his closet or, like, work in his kitchen and, like, see his food and, like, know what he was watching on TV. And I just thought the only way to get there is to be his maid and, like, to work in his house. And What? Like, you paid a lot of attention to detail for. No, I was obsessed with his house. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. That's hilarious. I loved it so much. Oh, my God. Um, But it – was so fun to be reminded like yeah. of what I wanted to be as a child because I feel like I'm very serious and I, I definitely have a tendency to like get really in my head and be really anxious and think about my future and working really hard but also I'm very silly mm-hmm. and this book kind of embraced your childhood whimsical dreams and everything that makes you giggle and laugh and like things that maybe you forgot about but that come back later on and inspire you so that would be an example of a prompt or like write a letter to yourself like after going through some traumatic experience or like write a letter to a bully that you had when you were little or like all these different prompts like very creative some are lists some are drawings some are things like that so um it was just really cool to have to think about all these different things. And I distinctly remember like being on a plane, writing a letter to someone and then like writing this list about what I wanted to be when I grew up and going through all those different prompts and stuff. Prompts and things. And so for the book, um, there are different themes or chapters. Um, what are the themes that are in the book? I pulled it up because I couldn't remember off the top of my <laughs> head, but each week is recovering something. So 
you start with safety, then go to identity, power, integrity, possibility, abundance, connection, strength, compassion, protection, autonomy, and faith. And I think you kind of get out of each chapter what you really need that's related to those categories, and the prompts kind of push you to think about what that category means to you. Mm-hmm. So you do each week the reading and then the prompts and then the morning pages are every day throughout the whole process. And then she also encourages this thing called the artist's date. And each week you're supposed to go and do something on your own that you maybe would have been too shy or nervous to do. Do one thing a day that scares alone. you <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And... Um, like I went to a musical alone, which uh. was really special. Um, I remember Mary told me she would go on walks in New York and look up at the buildings and would just go on these building tours. And we were like, oh, that's such a reminder to like look up in oh, life. Wow. Um, and that was really special. Like Mary and I did it together. Mm-hmm. So we would walk and talk about it every single day but yeah well and that's also before we were recording this podcast we were talking a little bit about it and you said that it helps to do it with a group yes yeah I think it really helps to have a group to do it with just because like it's other people going through the same thing as you and you can learn a lot from their perspectives and also it can be especially at the beginning like kind of this hump you have to get over of like okay I'm writing so much every day I have to like budget extra time in the morning I have to do these things every week and having a group that's also going through it is really nice especially if it's a very welcoming group like the first group I was a part of I remember I got on a few weeks after like first week second week third week whatever and I was like oh yeah I didn't really read and you feel like you're like confessing this like dirty secret because you didn't do your homework but it was almost like getting there with this group allowed me to have the confidence to like just do it like yeah. okay whatever you can like skip a week if you need to I don't know maybe she's like really strict about not skipping weeks but I found it better to lean into it when I felt ready to do it and one of yeah. the things she talks about is like the days that it feels the hardest to journal are probably the days you need to journal the most yeah which I do think is true but just feels like a lot. It feels like a big mountain to climb when you're not used to journaling every single oh, day. Oh, absolutely. So I started journaling again um, recently just because I've had a lot of stuff like on my mind and I've been wanting to reflect. And I have one journal and I've had it for like honestly two years. That's how bad I am about journaling. But it was crazy. I journaled like five straight pages mm-hmm. like one night and it was a Friday night. I stayed in. I was like, I'm just going to journal. I'm so overwhelmed. And then I was like flipping back through my journal and I was journaling feelings that I had had a year ago. And I was like, how have these, like, not changed? Like, what can I do to kind of level up and actually make the changes that I need? Because it wasn't a, what I was journaling about was, like, not a good feeling, you know? And I was like, that's so crazy. Um, but I've been meaning to get back into it. But it is daunting because there's all those excuses, like, I don't have time. Or if you do have time, you're like, well, I just want to, like, relax or numb your brain you know like yes. things like that so it, I feel like for me the book would probably take way more than 12 weeks as well I think so and also like I've done the book three times and I'm yeah. about to start it for a fourth because I I feel like no matter where you get in your life like coming back to these questions like your answers might be different than they were before and 
it helps you kind of get back in touch with like this element of you that does like to journal every day and it is easy like yeah when I'm feeling bad things like it would be really nice to numb my brain instead of feeling more in touch with them like it Mm -hmm. almost feels counterintuitive but I do find like the days that I just get it out I just stop thinking about it I stop focusing on these thoughts and the morning pages obviously as as the title would suggest are designed to be written in the morning but there were times that I would find myself really anxious at night or in the middle of the day or I would forget to write my morning pages and I'd be like really anxious mid-morning in between meetings and I was like you know what I'm just gonna like write down what's going on yeah and it like recentered me for the day or if I did it at night it helped me sleep better like I just I just think all of us have a lot of anxiety that we carry around with us and it's really easy once a thought pops into your mind to like perseverate on the thought and let the thought become bigger and bigger and bigger but getting it out it's almost like you free yourself of this thought and some days when I was journaling I would like literally write the same sentence 20 times so I was like get out of my brain like Mm -hmm. I don't want you in my brain anymore yeah and it was like that repetition to like sometimes you'll journal and it'll be like I really don't want to journal today like I hate that I have to write right now I my hand is cramping like I'm tired I'm angry like it's just like this free space to be like whatever I feel like writing I'm gonna write well also I I mean it sounds like everything that you're talking about like now sounds like it's gonna make sense too right because you get those thoughts out and you're creating space in your head and your thoughts in your life to lean back into that creative side which I assume is you know the creative rediscovery program um or whatever you said at the very beginning and it's so funny too because when I started this podcast I always talked about having a creative outlet and I always said that even before I had the podcast like I think everyone needs a creative outlet and I never had one and I never knew how to get one and thank God for this podcast but even like I just said I was like starting to journal like throughout life things are going to pop up and they're going to like take up more space where they shouldn't you know yeah because I have so much more value that I can like put in my head and give out to the world um but I feel like definitely some bad thoughts like will hold you back so in what ways has the book made you lean more into your creative self and your creative outlet that's such a good question I how do you do that okay I've always been really creative I think like we were talking about this before the podcast too but like I've had so many projects and looking back I'm like I cringe at like that blog that I had or like this thing that I did but I feel like everything that I've done is a step towards like this creative person that I am and and all the projects that I will continue to work on in the future but yeah I had like a blog about art when I was in college like the first summer I lived in New York which was well before the artist's way, but Mm -hmm. I was so anxious. Like, I would get so nervous posting anything. Like, Yeah, like, what are people going to think? Totally. You're putting yourself out there. It's scary. It's so scary to put things out that you created and, like, okay, yeah, I've never written an an essay that I published online and then suddenly I'm, like, posting these blogs about art. Like, I've studied art for one year of college. Like, what do I know? And I feel like it's really easy to feel imposter syndrome, especially as a creative person. And, like seeing what everyone else puts out that's so amazing it's really hard to not compare yourself to other people and be like well my collages aren't as good or my essays aren't as good or my photos aren't as good and like everyone's creativity is so different that I feel like 
it's really important to find your own creativity. And this book helped a ton with that. And also, I don't even know at what period in the past few years, but at some point I made a conscious effort to unfollow a ton of influencers Mm -hmm. because I felt like some influencers I followed that I didn't like and it was like this toxic, like you kind of hate, or you'd love to hate them. Yep. Like <laughs> you need to like consume just to know what they're doing, just to hate on it. Yeah. Yeah, and it was horrible, okay. and I was like, "This is not good." Right. And so I unfollowed those. I unfollowed some people, even who I find really inspiring, but who made me feel like, okay, I need to buy these things to like have this lifestyle to look a certain way to like be like them. And when I unfollowed a ton of people, I felt like I was able to begin to learn what I loved, mm-hmm. and that's when like my sense of style really became mine and I feel like it's like I like a lot of things other people don't like but it's because I like them like I'm like oh these are the prints and textures and colors that I love and like the materials that I look for and like the stores I like to shop at that I have found because I love them yeah like a true reflection of your authentic self a hundred percent yeah a hundred percent I've also always loved Pinterest and like there's so much on there I know it's such a it's just so fun. It is so fun. And you can like, I love that you can create a board. Yeah. I was just on Pinterest today on my walk and I was, I was like an accessories board. Yes. And I am like totally migrating to big chunky necklaces. Mm. I don't even own that many. I, I own love a, it. a handful, but with colors. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I loved pearls and the reds and the blues mixed together. Yes. It's so fun to see like what you navigate or gravitate towards totally it's also fun to look back like recently I started this little project where I'm posting like on a separate Instagram just like design photos that I love because I'm designing my apartment and I have always loved interior design like when I was little one of the jobs I wanted to be that I wrote about was an interior designer like Mickey Mouse's interior yeah. designer <laughs> yeah honestly that would have made a lot of sense yeah. <laughs> um but I was like, you know what? I've loved Pinterest forever. I'm going to just make this fun little Instagram board. And I've done it for like a week. And it's amazing to see even in a week, like how the things I gravitate towards have themes in them. Mm -hmm. So like pulling things off of Pinterest and posting them on Instagram. I'm like, okay, these are types of wood I really love. Or like I love vertical fluting on furniture because it draws the the eye upwards and contrasts with a lot of my horizontal furniture. Um, I've been gravitating towards like red and white, which I never, I I have been loving red lately. I'm like, why do I love red suddenly? And like, I've never really been obsessed with red, but Mickey Mouse wears a lot of red. So maybe that's where it's all coming coming back. It all circles back to that. Um, I was posting a lot of pictures from Flamingo Estate and some other furniture that is made for Rattan. Mm -hmm. And I had a crazy moment a few days ago. I was driving home and I was thinking about how I missed New York. And there were these four stools on the side of the road, like right in my neighborhood, along with a bunch of other furniture. And I literally, like, my jaw dropped to the floor. It was so weird because I don't find in L.A. that there's as much, like, furniture shopping on the stoop like in New York you just walk around and like pick things up from people's garbage yeah (laughs) but I don't feel like I do that as much in LA and I saw these stools they're like perfect beautiful stools and completely free as I was thinking about New York I like did a New York thing and I took them 
And then I went home and I realized that a picture I'd posted earlier in the week on my fun Instagram was of chairs that were made from the exact same material. Wow. It was so weird and insane. And I feel like, I don't know, that kind of thing just like starts to happen when you get in touch with your creative side. Yeah. So... Well, it's like the saying, like, if you start looking for a yellow car, you're going to find that yellow car. A hundred percent. It's like wherever your mind goes, like, thoughts that you attract, you're going to see that in your life. You just naturally start living it. Definitely. Yeah. And it's, it's totally true. And it's also crazy, like, as I've been going back and trying to find more things on Pinterest to, like, help me find my own design, I, I realized that I'm posting things that I ta- that I pinned also like a year or two ago. Yeah. Like I keep coming back to these same things. I'm like, okay, I, I have clearly loved this stuff. Yeah, you are always you. For That's so always long. been you. You're just realizing it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so awesome. we started this podcast asking why you decided to read the book for the first time. And you've read it three times now. Mm-hmm. And you told me that you were thinking of starting it for a fourth time. Yeah. Why do you think you want to do it? and read it and go through the whole process again for a fourth time. I think now that I'm a little bit more settled in LA and I feel like I have my day-to-day and my friends and everything like that, I like the newness is kind of fading a little bit and I think it's easy then to let the anxieties come back in Mm -hmm. and I just find that I'm a little bit more anxious than I was when I first moved, which is a little counterintuitive because you'd think I would have been really anxious when I moved, but I feel like I was so focused on just getting through the move. Mm -hmm. And now that things are settled, I feel a little bit more anxious. So I think I could use a little bit of peace that this book will definitely bring. And I'm excited. I'm excited to, to find that. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited too. I, I really want to read this book. And even when we talked about it, you sent me the link on Amazon. I just like never bought it. And, you know, like now, like when I was, you know, getting ready for this podcast, I remembered it and I was like, I totally made up like an excuse probably to myself in my head of you're new to the city. Like, don't dive into this whole like you project yet, like still experience everything, be new, be spontaneous. And I'm happy that I did that. But I'm I think I'm like ready to just get back into my like creative outlet. I started journaling and things popped up. So I think, you know, maybe the whole 12 weeks will be good. Yeah, I think so. I feel like we would maybe be doing it for similar reasons. Yeah. Like similar timing with our moves and finding peace and creativity. And like, I do feel like all these seeds of creativity in my life, I'm like, okay, I want to do something with them. Yeah, definitely. Well, everyone, as I've said, I think having a creative outlet for yourself is so important and it will show you who you are and maybe who you've always been and you just weren't in touch with. Um, So I hope you enjoy this podcast and I hope it inspires you to take some steps forward for yourself. Mitzi, this is the end of part one and part two. Thank you so much for coming on. I had a blast. Thank you so much. It was the best way to spend my Sunday morning. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys.